Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. You're listening to Side Hustle Pro. The podcast that teaches you to build and grow your side hustle from passion project to profitable business. And I'm your host, Nikayla Matthews Okome. So let's get started. Hey, friends. Hey, now let's get into the episode. Today in the guest chair, we have Kiani Savoy and Sonia Smith, the founders and miracle workers behind the merch studio. They are what I often consider my best kept merch secret, but honestly, you've probably come across them. So they are the creators of any side hustle pro merch you've ever seen from my live show all the way to what's on my site now, sidehustleshop.co, including the infamous gold mug and what they do over at the merch studio is their creative agency that help brands inspire connection by producing fresh and meaningful branded merchandise i just love what they do and i think that more businesses need to be more thoughtful in the creation of their branded merch so i really hope that you enjoy this episode let's get right into it Welcome, welcome to the guest chair, Sonia and Kiani. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having us. I am introducing you guys to my best kept merch secret, even though y'all are not a secret. Um, Anybody who is anybody in the merch game who is doing merch should know you. Um, So you are the founders of the Merch Studio. Can you share a little bit about, first of all, how you are connected and how you decided to start the Merch Studio? Oh, wow. (laughs) Okay, we are first cousins Mm -hmm. and we have a background in marketing, event planning, graphic design. We have respectively owned our own businesses prior to joining forces. And we would always kind of get together during the holidays um, as a family to talk about our projects, our latest projects and client needs. And 
at some point, it came up that clients began to ask for customized merchandise. And we were like, okay, you know, that's the thing. What is this? How can we get our hands on it? And I'm going to let Kiani take over from here because I think she really did um, the hard research behind how to even get into this industry. Well, truthfully, we both did, um, you know, so I have a background in all of the marketing things, event planning and public yes. relations. And um, Sonia has more of a um, graphic design and web design. I can build websites, but I'm self-taught, whereas Sonia, you know, she actually went and got a degree. And <laughs> doing but at a certain point, we just felt like, you know, some, there's something we don't know. Like we see merchandise, we see um, people putting their logos on things. Some of it is kind of crappy. Some of it is beautiful. <laughs> you know, like what's the difference? And we we mm -hmm. um, just really found a white space in there that we, we felt like our backgrounds and what we brought to the table could really, really help some small businesses. Initially, that was our focus with small yes. businesses. And yes. um, we really felt like we had something to offer and that we had a unique point of view and that we could even bring that marketing and that graphic design element to the table to elevate what we were seeing happening. So we did have to kind of do some homework. I actually read an article um, in a magazine. I think the magazine was called Frankie. Oh. And it was about some women who had a merchandising company. Mm -hmm. And when I read it, it just blew my brain. I'm like, this exists. <laughs> like you can just do this as a job and it can be beautiful yes. because we all know about, you know, for imprint, we know about mm -hmm. the company that, you know, offer merchandise, but it feels more trinkety. It feels more um, kind of like an afterthought, like, okay, just a, um, a bag clip for your, for some chips, you know, it doesn't right. really feel, it didn't really feel thoughtful, but what these women were doing was incredible. I mean, they had designed like a, a line for the Ballard, the opera um, house of Sydney in Australia. Like it was just extremely beautiful wow. tennis rackets. And I was just like, wow. So this, you know, it, it can be beautiful. It can be well thought out. Mm -hmm. And so that sparked something me and Sonia talked about it. Sonia actually worked for a company that did, did what we do. I, um, yes. prior to started. So she knew kind of the connections and some of the suppliers. She knew kind of where we should start okay. and how um, to logistically get started. But it, that article was kind of what sparked it. We talked and we never looked back. Yeah. Wow. It all kind of blossomed around the same time. Um, we started the business in 2017. And that was right after I had left the position that I was in at the time that was in within the industry. Okay. So it, it happened. Like once we got that spark, we just ran with it. Did you quit your job to work on what is now the merch studio or yes, were I you did. leaving anyway? Okay. It was an experience and it was a different experience for me. Um, and I was only there for a short time, maybe yeah. six weeks, if that. What? <laughs> it, yes, very short. Um, you hated it. You hated it. And it was not the best experience for me. Mm -hmm. And because I, I couldn't get the hang of things within the work environment. And so the employer and myself, we both mutually agreed uh, <laughs> we should part ways. And I would love to um, meet up with my former employer. Um, now. He actually taught me a lot that I did not know within myself. Mm -hmm. So it was definitely it. It was, it was Very a strange experience. Um, but like I said, I lasted six weeks. We mutually parted ways. And we went in headstrong with our 
yes. our business. But you but learned what you needed to learn from that place. Exactly. <laughs> but I did not realize that at the time. Ah. I did not realize it at the time. So it was very interesting to say the least. Yeah. And and I was still full time at a position. I was working for a nonprofit handling their events as the okay. event director for a nonprofit. So I stayed on with my company for about three years after starting the business. Mm-hmm. And in 2020, le- decided to leave October yes. 2020. So the pandemic started in March, mm-hmm. worked for a couple of months. We were home isolated. And I just really felt that I could give it all I had if yes. I were, to, you know, leave the company. Mm. So I thought about it, talked to my husband. I was listening to one of your previous recordings yeah. and someone else said the same thing. She talked to her husband, <laughs> set a time frame. Hey, if I can't, you know, replicate my income, mm-hmm. I'm going to go back to work. Did the same thing. So what were your first steps to get started? Um, I want to say it was sort of a rush because mm-hmm. I would always say, let's just, let's do the business. Let's incorporate in one day. I know we we (laughs) talk a lot. We go back and forth with saying what we want to do, but we never do it. So Mm -hmm. I went on ahead, took the initiative to incorporate us here in the state of Ohio. Okay. Just to get things done and to get us started because I knew it would, we would prolong it if we didn't just, you know, so that's how Mm -hmm. it kind of just started. And we've grown from there. And like I said, um, based off of the research that Key had initially started and with the small amount of knowledge that I picked up from the position that I was on prior, we were just able to connect to different resources and other individuals in the industry. And we just kind of expanded from there. Who were your first clients, though? When, When you started this, you knew you wanted to work with small businesses, but how did you get those first clients? (laughs) <laughs> Hilarious. Because I, felt like I was able to cut my teeth because I was, you know, also working mm-hmm. and kind of like figuring things out, made 100 million mistakes. Oh. Um, 100 million. Our industry is so specific. It's very tedious. There are mm-hmm. so many small details. So initially for, and I know that's not what you asked me, but initially you may order a notebook and in the image, it looks like it's an eight by 10 notebook, but when you get it, it's actually like a two by three notebook. So just like little things like that. Um, but I, so I say all that to say the nonprofit that I was working for, that yes. was like our first customer. Um, Ooh, there's still okay. a customer Ooh. to this day, but that was one of our first customers. So we were able mm-hmm. to kind of get to understand things, produce some really huge orders, some really fun orders. I was actually in charge of purchasing. So, you know, I just got to have fun with it and make sure that, you know, the things that we were selecting were really different. So my former boss, she would always say, these are really good. Cool. You know, this is cool. <laughs> I <laughs> never thought of this. this. <laughs> I put like my time and so much yes. energy into like just the purchasing. Um, so that was one of our first customers. Mm-hmm. And did you have um, to pitch them? I did not have to pitch them. Oh, okay. <laughs> Not them, yes, not them. Yeah. Um, but we did have tons of others. Um, the Mom Friends was one of our first customers. Yes. So um, we did have to pitch them, and they were definitely one of the milestones for us. So yes. we had been in the business for a while. We knew we could provide them something that was going to be really unique, really fun. Um, and I do know one of the founders, I knew one of the yes. founders of the Mom Friends. And I pitched it to her like, hey, we have some great ideas. And actually what we did was sponsored the tote bags for the for, for, for the conference that yes. we did that coming okay. in. 
We yeah. sponsor that tote bag just to show her, like, okay, you know, I we're love friends. those tote bags, by the way. I was like, mm-hmm. this is it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we literally call put us on the map. I actually have it like whenever we do presentations in the slideshow, it's like this is the tote bag that put yes. us on the map. Yes. And it just kind of changed the trajectory of our business in a way, it gave us a different um audience that we didn't have. So yes, we were working with some corporate um audiences, but that kind of just gave us a different, an entirely different audience. But mm-hmm. that so we we sponsored the gift bag. We said, okay, even though we're friends, we want to show you that we can handle this, we can do some, you know, create something really unique for you. And I appreciate that she gave us that opportunity yes, she did. and I would do it again. Like I love, we love to, to begin with gifting. Like okay. we love that. And it's definitely been a part of um, our recipe. Yes. You definitely yeah. did that for yeah. me as yeah. well. And I mean, it's such a great strategy because, and by gifting, you know, again, um, mm-hmm. Kiani's referring to sponsoring saying, Hey, you know, we'd love to sponsor this and it's on us. Like, let us do this. But then you get these reoccurring customers. And the next time the order is going to be like, you know, a hundred X because you do such amazing work. But then what does that cost you from the startup angle, right? Like how much did you have to invest while you were still getting those big clients? Sonia can probably speak to like the technical number. Yeah, I would say the investment for us primarily is a lot of time that we put into getting those like sponsorships and things started and going. Mm -hmm. It's time because we have to check, double check, recheck, (laughs) um, make certain we can meet the demands of the, the quantity the quality yes, and, you know, that, that turnaround time. So I would say as far mm. as like a, a time aspect, it, that is the most important that we have to, you know, give in order for those types of, of sponsorships to occur. And then because product is what we do, you know, it's our currency. So for any business you have, you know, you have your own currency. So like if you wanted to invest, um, you know, from a podcast standpoint, I'm sure that counseling someone or um, consulting with them, that's like your capital. So you can control how much you put out. You can control what that resource looks like. So because that's like our capital, you know, we're able to invest and it it doesn't hurt us as much because you know again that's what we do that's our capital yes and then we've even done a collaboration and sometimes you know we just kind of do collaborations we did a collaboration i think the the collaboration may have cost like thirty dollars for us to produce you know some stickers for a coloring book or for a planner so we add the sticker sheet to this planner and it was just like a fun easy simple collaboration for us to do But of course, the founder of that company posted on social media and literally in five minutes, (laughs) we had our biggest order ever at that time from that collaboration. So we went down on the phone, hey, oh my gosh, I just heard about you from this collaboration. So literally that cost us maybe 30, Mm -hmm. maybe $50. Um, But so that's how we look at the return on investment. We also have a CRM and we try to keep track of, okay, we collaborated with this person and what has come from that. So we mm-hmm. tag every exactly. person who lets us know like, hey, yeah, I heard about you from this person, heard about you from that person. Yes. And that's um, really helpful as well. We okay. still haven't got like an official number yet, but it's exactly. it's like really, that's our. And I, I know a lot of times we have a lot of repeat clients from certain sponsorships. They continue their return. So it's not only like a right. one-time thing, it's, uh, hopefully forever thing because you know they continuously re- come to us from that one sometimes just a one-time sponsorship 
sure people understand the full scope of your business. So on the one hand, you have these one-time collaborations and one-time conference sponsorships that, you know, might come up annually. But then you also have reoccurring business with entrepreneurs like myself, who you are the fulfillment for their stores. So can you explain the scope of your business, how it works, how you make money? (laughs) Sure. So what we do in a nutshell is we create fresh and meaningful merchandise for companies. Um, merchandise that's going to create a connection between the giver and the receiver. So that has so many different um, meanings for different people. But basically, we work with corporations to create, you know, onboarding kits or um, and I always have a million branded things around me. At, like if you could see <laughs> what is happening here um, so, for instance, this was included in a kit. This is a branded um, handstand okay. for okay. an event. So anything that's going to have your logo on it, mm-hmm. we can help you to create that. Um, yes. Like we used to tell people, we can produce anything. anything. We've even done a money gun, um, a branded money gun for a conference that didn't happen due to COVID. Um, I hope that does happen. But um, there's literally nothing that we can't produce. So we yes. start either we either start with a product that already exists and mm-hmm. we're able to um, select some something, you know, we're able to pull together a curation. So you call us and say, hey, you know, I've got this conference or, you know, we um, are going to be onboarding 50 new employees and we want to have something really creative for them, mm-hmm. really, um, that makes them feel welcomed when they um, join our company. We would curate a list of a group of things, present them to you, um, all things that we can produce for you. Sometimes um, this product does not exist in the world already. Like sometimes we have to literally from scratch come up with the specs, come up with, you know, how do you want people to feel when they receive it? What do you want? um, You know, what's the purpose of it? How much per person do you want to spend, you know, on each person? And then we can create something that did not exist. Mm -hmm. Um, I'll give you an example a tote bag. The specs for this particular tote bag didn't exist. The size didn't exist. So we had um, to partner with one of our suppliers and then we, the bag is called a cut and sew. Um, So when it didn't exist and then now we created it and it doesn't exist. So we help customers to come up with products that are going to build connection. For various reasons. And then for those of us who don't want to keep inventory or do the whole online, any print on demand, just any old print on demand website, you also offer that service of fulfillment. So how does that work? I'm only going to talk about this and then Sonia, I want you to jump in. Because <laughs> yes, Sonia. Sonia will jump not in. do this. So <laughs> I do this because it's so hard for me to say no, but I'm the one yes. who started. Like, you know what? We need to fulfill for our customers because we have a lot of people who come to us and they want to start something, yeah. um, but they don't want to ship packages every you know yes. day when they get exactly. orders. So we decided, I decided that I would do that in our DC office. I'm in the DC office in Ohio. Um, and so how that works, we don't do it for everyone. It yes. does have to be a certain size business, a certain mm-hmm. level of um, repeat orders so yeah. that it makes sense for mm-hmm. us to house merchandise in yeah. our DC you know, warehouse. So how that works is we will you know, help a client to come up yes. with their line of sweatshirts or their line of sweatsuits, um, jackets, all sorts of merchandise. And we can actually create and build their Shopify accounts, their Shopify um, web pages. We actually built one for the awesome Nikayla oh, here. Yes, that's Oh, y'all. Shop, shop, shop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yes, um, yes, yes. So we can help you build that. We don't have to. If you have a designer, we would love to work with your designer. Yeah. Um, but we'll provide mock-ups and provide visuals for you to um, include in your Shopify page. And then when those orders start rolling in, we can also handle the fulfillment of that. Yes. Um, like I said, we don't know everybody, but okay. I'm sorry for, for sharing that. Uh <laughs> I'm sorry for sharing that little side of the business, but I thought that was so interesting because for years I had kind of put that on pause because it's just so much to manage. And um, I also didn't want to keep excess inventory. And I also still, as you guys know, still struggle with the balance of promoting merch versus promoting shows. And, you know, it's because... At the end of the day, everything needs energy behind it. Like you can't yes. just have a shop like if you build it, they will come. You have to constantly be driving people to that. So, you know, yeah. that was the first step. But I'm still learning as someone with Merchant. And that's why I wanted to bring you guys on because you are helping so many entrepreneurs to have amazing merch and to learn how to do it well. Thank you. So you mentioned, though, that um, when in the beginning you, you were seeing some of the things that were not working, the pain points that you could solve for. What were some of those areas that you noticed, especially with small businesses? I know, like for myself, as far as the merchandise goes, everything was just so, I don't know what's a good word, stale, the same. <laughs> Something you just want to throw away, toss aside. Um, Nothing like he would say, like meaningful merchandise, mm -hmm. um, putting thought behind the merchandise. It was just something that you toss in a closet or in your trunk or in the trash. <laughs> so that's what I noticed at the very beginning. And I see it now. Everything is changing. It's more of like a retail experience almost um, mm -hmm. for the merchandise prior versus like today and throughout yes. different industries as well. And a lot of people, they come to us for that reason, because they see and, you know, the things that we have produced from the um, other events and or just from our Instagram page. Um, that, oh, this, mm -hmm. this is different. This is something new and fresh. And um, so, yeah. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. If you own or operate a business, whether it's a local operation or a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America could be your smartest move. By teaming with Bank of America, you'll enjoy exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Position your business to capitalize on opportunity in a moment's notice. Visit bankofamerica.com slash banking for business to learn more. What would you like the power to do? 
Bank of America, N.A., copyright 2024. You're a unique business in that most people, they have, they identify products, they identify their goods, the cost of goods, and then that's kind of it for that year. But you, because you're making customized solutions, you are constantly having to maybe reach out to new vendors or, you know, figure out ordering times and all this, this different stuff. How do you manage that? Like, how do you manage working with a new client and then they want all this different stuff? You got to go figure out, you know, manufacturing timelines, when you're going to get it in, what's realistic. It is more than a notion. It is. There are so many moving parts and especially... Yes. Because we tend to work with um, clients that we do almost end to end. So Mm -hmm. there may be six or seven different products in one specific order, even more at at, um, certain points. So, and each of the suppliers may be different for that specific order. Each of the timelines is going to be different for each uh, product in that order, in that one order. Um, Each of the locations of the suppliers may be different. We are having to manage um, you know, enhance dates and ship dates and make sure that we stay on top of, hey, did this ship on time or mm-hmm. did it not? Are we going to meet our clients in hand date, which is like the most stressful part of our job? I can um, imagine. Love it, but it can be really stressful. And so we have to just take a step back sometime and say, this is, it's just a product. Like there's so many crazier things happening in the world. Like we cannot take this home with us. It's like, going to be okay. You're going to figure okay. out a solution for it. And I wanted to add to what Kiani said. Um, on the other side of things, preparing for these or- orders and things, we have to keep up with trends. So we're constantly going to trainings. We're constantly attending conferences. And we're constantly meeting new partnerships and suppliers and things like that because of that. So we're constantly traveling okay. to um, get that information. Yeah, I do feel clients. like you guys are always like, oh, I'm here this week. I'm here this week. <laughs> I definitely see that. So do you have like a minimum timeline that you give clients? Like, hey, if I'm working with you and you have a conference, like you have to, we have to start X amount of months in advance. (laughs) Is that just a dream? Is that just a fairy tale? (laughs) It's definitely such a dream. dream. (laughs) Yeah, 90 days Mm -hmm. would be excellent. But a lot of times we get, oh, we have two or three weeks or four weeks out and we're, Four days. Yeah. We have definitely seen it all. So the most ideal time frame would like Sonia said be 90 days. Like, yeah. hey, or even for yearly events, you know about this event today. Mm-hmm. The day it ends, like let's you know, let's give you a week in between. Let's hop on a call and let's start planning for next year. Yeah. But no, not that's not when people get no. inspired, right? They get inspired two yeah. weeks before. <laughs> Even, even me, though, I probably yeah. actually wouldn't be inspired to work on it, you know, right. that early. But at yes. the same time, we are bookmarking trends all the time and making sure that we do have something always new to show our customers. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that, that would be incredible. Okay. Um, yeah. Awesome, but it's just, it doesn't have it's, to. It's, um, okay. Well, Sonia, thank you so much. We're going to continue on. Me and Kiani, thank you for being here. Now, Kiani, let's talk a little bit more about what it looks like from a team aspect. So how big is your team these days and how are you managing these different projects? So our team, wow, that I just wish Sonia was still here, but (laughs) what to say about this? We're we're definitely looking to grow our team now. Mm -hmm. Um, Being a, I'll say second, maybe third actually generation business owner, Mm -hmm. but the first 
my dad actually is a business owner and has had staff. Yeah. But I guess hiring staff is so very scary for me. Oh, um, oh yes. I can relate. Something I've never done. I'm mm-hmm. not, you know, I don't really look at myself as a leader per yeah. se. Um, so that's definitely something that we are working on and will do in 2023. Yeah. And we certainly work with other team members, um, but they're not full-time staff. Mm. Um, so it's just me, myself and Tanya. Uh, we have two graphic designers that we, um, work with on a freelance basis. And, um, we bring in staff, for instance, for projects that we have to kit and fulfill maybe, you know, a thousand boxes and we'll bring in staff to make sure that we can execute that. Mm-hmm. But outside of that, it's just myself and Sonia. And we do have a third partner, okay. um, but she's just not active at this moment. Got it. Business. And when you say you bring in staff, like, where do you find that staff from? Can that be a starting point for hiring you know, that's funny you said that. So typically it's family, friends and family <laughs> that we start with just because um, of the nature of the business. So yes. it's not really like in a really thought out effort to do that. Um, we do have some people in mind that, you know, we think could maybe be part time initially. Um, but I think we'll probably go a different direction when we actually um, begin to hire. We'll likely hire in sales. We actually do have a finance person okay. um, that we freelance with that um, we contract with. So we did have to bring on an accountant and okay. a bookkeeper. Um, but they're, again, you know, they're contract based. Mm-hmm. Um, so we will likely bring on someone in finance customer service slash production. So instead of us making all the phone calls, hey, did this ship on time? We'll have someone else kind of in that role to make sure that production stays on schedule. And that's those are the places that we're looking to bring on some staff in the next. It was supposed to be the first quarter. um, So I would say by second quarter. You have a warehouse, right? Did you always have one from the beginning? And if not, at what point did you decide to open up that warehouse? So I actually don't have a warehouse. I just okay. say that. <laughs> no, I do not. Fun facts. Um, I've been fooled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't definitely care. I don't care. Yes. Um, we, we do have space, um, yes. you know, dedicated to. So I've got um, three spaces within my okay. home that are fully yes merchandise uh-huh. um at this point so we are actually on the in the market for a warehouse space and again just one of those scary transitions that's yes. like okay going from i don't have that overhead to we do currently have that overhead mm-hmm. is um you know it's a little interesting but um we're actually in the process i've all this week been looking at warehouse space so um, currently you know depending on the project again if i Mm -hmm. need a larger space you know we'll make sure that we have access to a larger space that we can kit and fulfill things um oftentimes i don't have to have the merchandise like in my presence Mm -hmm. um and it's being produced somewhere else yes but there are times when i do need to have it you know physically in my space right and i'm sure that's been helpful with keeping costs down right (laughs) so that i can understand how that would be scary i mean i completely relate to that space of that transition point and you get to those transition points and no matter who you are those transition points are intimidating when you're used to doing something a certain way it's been working it's easier you got it you know how to do it like the back of your hand and then this transition is going to come with change and it is a little bit daunting at first but I believe you I mean you guys are running a bigger operation than you think (laughs) and you are behind what you should be doing as far as a warehouse for sure like I would have thought you had a whole building by now (laughs) My husband would 
love if we did. So yeah. And I spoke with, I've, I've interviewed every, you know, person who mm-hmm. already has a physical space. I'm like, okay, I'll, I think I've reached out to Primp about it. Mm-hmm. And I've reached out to um, Hazel O. She's got yeah. a salon of just like, what are some tips? What should I keep in mind? Yep. Should I do it? Should I go for a camp space? Um, yes. Patrice. Yes. Um, and I reach out to them all the time. Like, okay, is it time? And then there's another um, gentleman who's, you know, mentoring me. He doesn't know it. But <laughs> the advice he gave me, yeah. he's like, every time we got a larger warehouse, mm-hmm. our business grew, you know, kind of by that percent. So he's like, don't be intimidated. Don't yes. be scared. You're doing what you're doing now. And you're going to end up doing more because you have more capacity. More mm-hmm. people are going to see your space yes. um, and things like that. So I'm excited, but right. it's just, you know, it's just a little daunting. Yes. What you're talking about is making room making room for God to bless you. So like when you have this little space and you know, yes. you can only accommodate so much. It's like, it's working. But what you yeah. don't realize is you're about to get this bigger space and you're about to get like, right. you're about I to get so much it. more business. So much. That's why he's pushing you. <laughs> Speaking of the finances behind this change now, a lot of people lose money in their first years of the business side hustling what has been your experience Whew. you know the funny thing is that we just brought in you know our financial person so okay. to actually be able to speak to the numbers of like did we lose money or did mm-hmm. we you know all i know is we did not pay ourselves for okay. the first maybe three years like mm-hmm. at all it was purely working Things will come in. Now, granted, I did have a credit card that, you know, I would just kind of use, mm-hmm. um, but we did not pay ourselves. We did not. Um, it was not a thing. Commissions, yeah. we would earn commissions, but we really didn't um, pay ourselves a commission, you know, from each, you know, project. We just yes. did not do it. Um, it was not justifiable at that point. Um, and I still had a job. So, you know, yeah. I kind of just looked at it like, okay, we're building something. We're building. Um, I didn't know how much longer we could do that, but I would say, um, t- so we just started paying ourselves like period, like every commission, if you made it, you need to get paid. Like we're not in this just to kind of have fun. Um, yep. and so we actually officially started payroll 2022. And okay. so that was like, and an incredible feeling of like, wow, I'm actually on payroll. Yes. I just never even imagined. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, that's a major milestone. Congrats. Um, how do you approach marketing your business? So we don't actually utilize, I guess, maybe any um, Facebook ads. I mean, we've done a couple of Facebook yeah. ads, but nothing major. Like, I'm sure anybody who really does Facebook ads would laugh. Like, really? <laughs> <laughs> For $100 and you call that advertising. Yeah, so yeah. we may have like boosted a post for $100. But typically um, sending samples to our to potential clients mm-hmm. and collaborations has been really what how we execute our marketing. And it's yeah. just really been incredible. Um, I would definitely, definitely recommend it whenever I speak on panels. Mm-hmm. I talk about gift, gift marketing mm-hmm. and it's just been a huge door opener for us to actually give the products that we sell to people. We take our time, we customize them. We come up with fun little, you know, campaigns for um, potential clients. We did a box for an influencer Mm. at one point. So the box had like her picture on it and a ton of products. Like we literally will study their social media for like some gifts I've had for at least, at least a year. Mm -hmm. So sometimes I will, 
uh, research for a year and just like, okay, they like this, they like that. Um, And, you know, all the whole time I'm still reaching out, commenting on their posts, um, following if they're at an event, Mm -hmm. they attend it, make sure to go meet them in person. Um, And then a lot of the opportunities that we've been afforded have just started from relationships. So just from the previous um, my previous career as a publicist, uh, my event planning um, yes. life or um, working closely with my chamber, Prince George's Chamber of Commerce. And those relationships have just been incredible. And so I can't even take any credit because it's like just God saying, OK, give this to my daughter. I want her to have this. Yes. Um, we got one project that was literally um, I have another mentor. He's a, a gentleman. He's been in the business for over 30 years. Yeah. And he used to sell products to me back when I had a small marketing agency. Mm-hmm. And um, he found out this. This is what I'm doing. He would call me at least once a week like, hey, how you doing? What you up to you working? OK. You know, things were kind of slow uh, for a while. And then out of nowhere, there was just like a boom. But so he um, asked like, okay, do you think you have capacity for a pretty big customer? He asked me like, what's the largest customer that you have? Like how much have they purchased from you? Uh And I'm like, well, you know, maybe this amount, I want to say it was like maybe $40,000 at the time for that particular customer. Yeah. And he said, well, I have a customer. I think it will be your largest customer. And if you want it, you know, let me know. It's, it's yours. He took me to meet this particular client and the rest is history. Wow. It's been one of our biggest clients. So, but just things like that, just relationships, just being a good person. Relationships, but really outstanding work too. Like those come together. Those, we have to pair those together because you guys are not doing just any old ordinary. Like I remember the first time you guys pitched for my live show. And as soon as I saw it, I was like, whoa, oh, they're the ones that did the mom friends bags. Like I didn't even go to the mom friends. And I was looking at those bags. Like that is some tight merch. Like that is how you do it. So it is so nice to see that, you know, you can have, um, you can work with a black owned business to do something like that. And I was very excited to see that. So just want to call that out. Like, so it's your relationships with it. What you do is amazing. Now that you're working with bigger clients, like you pointed out in the beginning, you started with small businesses, but you're not limited to small businesses. How do you balance the percentage or, you know, how much you're doing small versus large? Ooh, that's a great question. I'm not sure if we figured out the exact balance. I know mm-hmm. that we don't really post on social as yeah. much anymore um, because when we post, we get the phone calls, which yes. again, we're not mad at. Yeah. And we would never, what do they say? Turn never away. Or... Right. We don't turn away anyone, but at the same time. You have standards and qualifications that people need yes, to meet. certain qualifications. And um We've just slowly been changing, you know, our messaging, slowly been changing our positioning so that we're attracting what we want. Mm -hmm. If you call us, we'll still work with you. And um, of course, but um, definitely like, you know, just not posting as much. So that kind of slows things down a little bit and just being more intentional about 
who we know our mm-hmm. customer needs to be and just making sure that we're being fair to our family because it takes the same amount of work yes. to work on a small order of, you know, a hundred pens as it does to work on a really huge order. And sometimes it takes more work yes. because a smaller business is going to be looking at every detail, yeah. every color, every indecisive time. guilty. Yes. <laughs> it's okay. It's, it's okay. But right, right. You know, sometimes it's even harder. So yeah. it's like, it's the same family. amount of work. By You're doing absolutely things that right. are fruitful uh, for us and that are going to take pay the bills. Mm-hmm. So that's um, just being a little bit more intentional about yeah. the spaces that we I hear that. And it also is, you know, sometimes when you reach out to businesses and you aren't yet meeting their qualifications as a partner, it inspires you to work harder to get there. You know, you hear that from guests who wanted to get into Target and they you know, they realize, okay, I need to get some more ducks in a row or I want to order from this manufacturer in China or Italy and they have this minimum order quantity. I need to rise to that occasion. So it's the same thing. Don't don't feel bad. Okay, yes. not everyone can work with you. <laughs> not everyone can work with you anymore. And that's just a good product of scaling and being good at what you do. And the funny thing is, me and Sonya always say, like, if someone has already been working with us, we're certainly not going oh, to let yeah. up. We can't work with you anymore. Right, right, like, right, right. Um, you know, no. sometimes we do communicate what yes. our our initial spend yeah, should look like. Yeah, you have to set those standards, and I completely, yeah. completely understand, and I respect that. And again, it forces both parties to rise to the occasion. That relationship and in anything, setting expectations and boundaries is so, so important. So I hope everyone can take that away from this episode. You're going to need to do it in your business as well, in your side hustle as well. Like, and don't feel bad about it. (laughs) So before we transition into the lightning round, I'd love to know how you pace yourself in business. Meaning you have some clients that are recurring and you have more one-off projects as well. How do you do your projections so you know when it's time to get back to pitching, when it's time to, you know, bring in like X amount of new clients to meet your revenue goals? I don't think we're as strategic about that Mm -hmm. as maybe we should be. Last year, we did have our first retreat where we sat and we projected and Mm -hmm. we talked through the year previous. We talked through, you know, the clients that are recurring and how much we could expect to receive, you know, to, right. to return again. But we haven't been as strategic about that. It's more so. You have so much inbound interest. It's there's a lot. Yes. Yeah. So it kind of almost doesn't wane. The month I will say is always very quiet. It's January. <laughs> but for some reason, we always get like a crazy different weird order in January that like makes up for the fact that everyone else is quiet and we get like this one crazy order Sonya did 94,000 um tote bags <laughs> last year um in January and that just kind of set us up to say like mm-hmm. okay even though everyone else is quiet mm-hmm. this particular order kind of carried us through that month so we're we're beginning to get more strategic about like setting goals and mm-hmm. you know what we want to be for this this month and that month but yeah. we're not as strategic as we need to be because we are just kind of always juggling yeah and there's going on right Um, and it's it's a a small team but i'm always curious about that you know when a business has so much inbound interest 
at what point do you have to say, okay, we probably should, even though we have, you know, these old faithfuls and we know we're going to do this much and get this much interest, let's still kind of project it out. Let's forecast because we want to see trends like the January trend, right? We want to know what to expect. Definitely. And we have started, but it's just, it's not as tight as I think it should be. I mean, are any of us as tight as we should be? (laughs) Don't, don't let me be out here, you know, giving the wrong impression. It's all about learning and growing, y'all. Learning and growing. Nobody's perfect. (laughs) And we're going to transition into lightning round, but I just want to emphasize that point a little bit more. I hope when we have these conversations, it frees you up to recognize that we're all doing things out here imperfectly and we're growing, we're making money, we're we're thriving, we're supporting our families. And it just goes to show how much you can do imperfectly as well. So I hope you take that takeaway. So now let's jump into the lightning round. You just answer the very first thing that comes to mind. You ready? All right. Number one, what is a resource that has helped you in the business that you can share with the Side Hustle Pro audience? I got to give you like three. Okay. Um, Notes in my phone. Like I have so many notes in my phone. Voice command is another one. I use my voice command like a pro. My husband um, jokes and makes fun of me all the time. Um, (laughs) Really properly. Um, And then just lists in general. Wait, which voice commands on your phone? Yeah, you know, just the um, where you can speak to text. Okay, or okay, okay. Email. And yes. then because of my long nails, it's easier <laughs> to, to do it that way. Oh, so, yeah. okay. Yeah, I need to utilize, I utilize that in Google Docs, but need to do it on the phone more. I love that. Okay, so number two, who is a non-celebrity Black woman entrepreneur who you would want to just switch places with for a day and why? Hmm, I would say... Uh, maybe Nicole Ellison. Mm-hmm. She's incredible. She's uh, she's in construction. She's a woman-owned, black-owned business owner, and she's just incredible. She's done a lot. She's from the Washington D.C. area, and I just really respect her. So Ooh. I, would say I learn a new name every time I ask this, so I'm like, I okay, gotta yes. write that down. Research number three. What is a non-negotiable part of your day? Coffee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Proverbs. I listen to Proverbs every day. So whatever day it is, I listen mm-hmm. to that Proverbs. So it's Proverbs 1. Mm-hmm. I listen to Proverbs 1, the chapter. Oh, I like and that. Um, I might have to steal it's that. It's awesome. It's yeah. awesome. And you always get a new nugget each time. Mm-hmm. So that's... Love that. Um, Number four, what's a personal habit that has significantly helped you in business? I would have to say gifting mm-hmm. and... Just having great relationships and also note taking, listing, having lists, having a to-do list, knowing because I do have ADD. Mm -hmm. I'm sure of it. I have not been diagnosed, but I know it. And so just having a really tight list of like, this is what you need to do today. Because oftentimes I'll kind of forget, like, what am I supposed to be Mm -hmm. doing if I don't have that list? Um, But when I have that list, it just executes. Got it. And then finally, what is your parting advice for fellow Black women entrepreneurs who want to start their business, be their own boss, but are worried about losing that steady paycheck? I would say two things. One is I've had, I've owned many businesses. I'm a serial entrepreneur. This is definitely my sweet spot and I feel so comfortable in this space. Um, But I would say I'm kind of like a natural salesperson, mm-hmm. like not the not the um, traditional sense of sales, what you think it is. But like as I'm older, I realize that sales is kind of everything you say, everything you do, relationships. It's not really like cold calling. That's not sales. 
Um, so what I would say is that I realize naturally I can sell things to people, but I need, I need to make sure that what I am selling is going to be enough mm. to cover the expenses. So I've had to, that's why I'm not doing certain businesses because I just realized like I'll never be able to sell that at the scale that I need to sell that and also, um, you know, have an income or support my family. So just yes. finding like what that is for you, um, for our, for serial entrepreneurs who are like, I want to do this and I want to do that. Well, yep. can you scale, you know, can yeah. you visualize that? Is the price point high enough that you mm-hmm. can even, you know, make it make sense? Mm-hmm. You're so right. Let's leave it on that note. Make it make sense, y'all. <laughs> when the dollars add up, when it makes sense, you have more confidence in this. So, you know, I always say you make the plan, work the plan. You will feel confident in yourself when you make a plan that is going to make you money. There's nothing yeah. that gives you more confidence than knowing that you are going to be able to support yourself and your family with what you have planned. So if you don't have that yet, keep working on it. Keep side hustling, keep the day job (laughs) and don't worry about it. All right. So where can people connect with the merch studio after this episode? Oh, awesome. So we, you can connect with us at, on our website, themerchstudio.com. You can also connect with us on social, on Instagram, um, at the merch studio and LinkedIn, which is where we've been spending a lot more time lately. So oh, if you're on LinkedIn, smart, by smart. all means, please um, come find us. Stay yes. Alone. All right, guys. And there you have it, Kiani. Thank you so much for being in the guest chair. Sonia, thank you as well. And you guys, I will talk to you next week. Hey guys, thanks for listening to Side Hustle Pro. If you like the show, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts. It helps other side hustlers just like you to find the show. And if you want to hear more from me, you can follow me on Instagram at Side Hustle Pro. Plus, sign up for my six-foot Saturday newsletter at sidehustlepro.co slash newsletter. When you sign up, you will receive weekly nuggets from me, including what I'm up to, personal lessons, and my business tip of the week. Again, that's sidehustlepro.co slash newsletter to sign up. Talk to you soon. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. 